Hey everyone, welcome to the show. I have my buddy Max. You can find him on Twitter at Power of Values. And by his name, we're going to be detailing how values can change our lives in a positive manner, allowing us to be our best selves. So Max, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate you. Yeah, sure, man. I, um, like I said before, I feel very honored to uh, to be invited on that podcast, and I think you, uh, you make some incredible content. And um, yeah, man, I'm very much looking forward to this conversation. Uh, the the content it's just you, we can create a lot by ourselves, but by collaborating with others, it expands the the reach and the ability to bring specific new value to others. So the first question we'll start with is, what prompted you to go so in-depth with values? Ah, that's, that's, that's a great question. I think, um, I think everything, everything I do in my life currently um, is, uh, yeah it's it's based upon those values and the reason why i wanted to talk about that on twitter as well um is that i yeah i've 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 been through a kind of difficult period in my life for the past 2 years well, i wouldn't say difficult but it it has been definitely challenging at times um with you know the whole situation in the world with the pandemic and stuff um it it has really opened my eyes to to myself actually so to what i find important in my life and i actually felt uh, motivated to share that message on twitter and to actually inspire people to really look at themselves and at their lives and see is it aligned with my principles is it aligned with what i stand for and if it is then all good i only make made you think um, but if not i want to inspire you further to take action and to take responsibility for how you have created your life and how it's not benefiting you and yeah how you should maybe make some changes Wow, that it it reminds me of multiple points of myself where I was in more of a darker, not dark. I don't want to say life's so horrible, but life is surely not easy. And the the difficulty that we go through, it allows us to appreciate the the simple aspects or the blessings that we receive. But it's so interesting how when we go through ruts or the challenging times, it is almost as if that was necessary to get us to a better place in both our minds and life in general. Because we can have important values, but these values are so meaningful because they urge us to take action and they urge us to look inwards when we look inwards that's when the real growth can occur and just with so much distractions in 
the average person's life, it it's almost as if we don't get the chance to really look inside until we come to that point of suffering and there's no other option. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you on that and especially the last part. Um, I actually came to the realization in the past few years that I was kind of living on autopilot. You know, I was just, I had a job, I, I worked it for like 40 to 50 hours a week and I would just party on the weekends and that will be my life, you know, and of course there are, there there, there was fun in that, you know, it's, it's I had some incredible funny moments and, and <laughs> some very light moments, but it made me think, but the past few years made me think about like is that really it and right what is it actually that i that i stand for do i do i vouch for devoting half your life to one job is that something i stand for well that was an easy answer for me so yeah i i, I took a critical look at my life and yeah actually decided that that was not the case and um it it it's inspired it provoked a a internal process for me and i hope to inspire others to do the same because i think it's you know it's it's absolutely worthwhile to sometimes do the hard things and to really look truth straight in the eyes and yeah it it, it will be difficult at first you need to you need to let go of a lot of things but trust me when i say it will be worth it down the line it really is not something easy to inquire inwards and ask ourselves is this all that is is meant for us and to actually reflect in a manner where we are seeking for truth rather than living in an autopilot state of mind. It's like you said, there is a lot of fun that can occur when we're partying and living just that type of lifestyle where you work Monday through Friday and you have fun on the weekends, but there just comes a point when something, you can call it the source, the universe, whatever, we, we, are brought to the understanding that there is more for us and that we have the potential and capability to change others' lives. But it's not an easy thing to understand. It is you you have to go through those hard moments of just feeling feeling frankly like shit. And once once that occurs all the the good benefits of doing the hard work are realized and it never comes easy doing the hard work is something that forces us to get uncomfortable and it's fantastic how getting uncomfortable makes us stronger more confident and really changes the direction of our future in such a beneficial manner yeah, I, 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 I think that one of the, um, I, I should have put this, like one of the hardest, but also most, 
um, yeah, well, one of the hardest pursuits in life is the one of um, resiliency. So mental resiliency, but just just becoming resilient in general, physical, mentally, financially. Um, it is one of the the hardest pursuits, but I think it's because it's the hardest. It's also one of the well, it's the pursuit with the highest uh, return on investment mm. because um, if you become resilient, I think as sometimes I hear people uh, talk about like self discipline and how disciplining themselves limits them. Right? I think you've heard that before as well, right. and. I think, I think to an extent that can be true, but it's all dependent on how you how you discipline yourself. Like if you're punishing yourself, that is that is discipline in a sense as well. But it's not it's not the discipline you should look for. You should you should look for your own challenges, and you should should challenge yourself regularly because that builds resiliency. And if you the, the the well for me the way I look at it is the beauty of life is that if you don't look for those challenges yourself life will give them to you so I like to challenge myself so that I become resilient to to life to the outer world and to to the opinions of others for example oh so, that's so, that's amazing continue yeah so. I think that's also kind of where the name power of values came from because I think that is the power of values. If you know your values, it makes you resilient in a sense because you can make decisions based on your values. So if you are confronted with a situation which demands quick action, if you have clearly defined your values, you will you will act in a different manner than if you haven't because if you haven't you will be just yeah kind of walking around like a hatless chicken because you don't know what you find important in life so if you are confronted with a unexpected situation it will it will surprise you and you will maybe do things that you don't agree with and that's that's because you are not resilient to others opinions to well maybe even manipulation um right so yeah that's that's just that's where the name came came from and i think resiliency is is something beautiful but it's it's hard as well which for me makes it um incredibly beautiful there's something about doing hard things that when we know it's not easy the reward, the return on investment is just substantial. I wanted to talk about the the people pleasing and the inner turmoil that can occur when we do not have our values clearly defined. Oh man, it is rough, especially when we're younger because I'm only 23 and when I was in high school, it was just so much trying to fit in because I didn't have clearly defined values that I had a lot of inner turmoil. I didn't really understand how or who I was. 
And that was just a, a quick thing I wanted to emphasize. But I, I wanted to ask you, what are some of the specific challenges that really, really made you look deeper into your own values? Um, well, the, the greatest one for me was when the pandemic hits and all these, um, what's the English word? All these measures were rolled out across the world. Um, and, you know, whatever you think of them, it, that doesn't really matter. For me, I, I struggled with them. And I struggled with them because they didn't align with my with my morals, with my moral compass. And because they didn't align, I, I was forced to, well, first of all, I was forced to stay inside. So <laughs> I had a lot of time with myself. So it forced me to, to think and to, well, research what was happening in the world, but also in myself. And I think that has been the greatest challenge for me and which, which provoked a, a, a process inside of me to search for my values. Because before that situation, like I said, I was living on autopilot. I, if you would have asked me what my values were back then, yeah, I, would, I don't know what my answer would have been, but it would have probably been something like a, a kind of vague answer or maybe even like, a popular answer. Maybe, maybe um, something quite materialistic as well. Probably, yeah. yeah I found myself in, in that scenario as well. Um, you're not alone with that challenge of the pandemic. That There's a reason why suicide rates have skyrocketed ever since that has occurred. Um, it's almost like there was an attack, a specific attack on humanity's mental health. And I, it, it's quite mind-blowing how the mainstream lacks the, the education on the simplest aspects of health. Um, they, they don't prioritize or emphasize our values. It's almost as if mainstream doesn't want humanity to have values. But um, there's, it really intrigues me the, the point of being not average and how resiliency is so beneficial almost because it is against the grain. When we become resilient to what others expect us or others' opinions of us, it allows the, the self to really come to terms with what we want, who we desire to become, and how our lives are how we want our futures to unroll. And those are just a few questions that I often journal about. And it really helps me to stay grounded when, like you said, from the pandemic, we were forced to have so much time with the self. And it was a, was a good thing for the people who really took advantage of it. But like I said, the suicide rates have gone up so much and 
it, it's unfortunate. I think that's part of both of our purpose is to share the knowledge and the information so that the average individual can can really feel fulfilled and understand what they want and who who they desire to become. Yeah, I totally, I totally feel you on that because, um, like you said, the pandemic, um, and and the fact that we have been forced to stay inside. Uh, well, at least for me, um, it has been a blessing, and it's probably. Up until now, it's it has been the best thing that happens in my life, which probably sounds pretty weird, but I'm I'm really grateful that it happened because I don't know how long I would have continued to live on autopilot um, if it wouldn't have happened. Um, right. It's it's wonderful how sometimes at the first look or the first impression, something is a curse. But those those hard moments, they really get a lot out of us. And uh, I can agree. It's at the beginning, there was just, it, I had to shift my mindset. And from, from looking at the whole thing as something negative out of my control, I started to look and in, in, inquire inwards. Okay, what can I control? How can I make the best of today? No matter what rules or guidelines are being put in place, how can I control my actions and my thoughts? And oh my gosh, I really do feel similar. Getting out of autopilot was not easy, but it has been just a blessing. And it's just once you see that like doing doing the hard thing of taking responsibility and of focusing on what you can control um like freedom is on the other end um and that's what people often don't realize like in my surroundings i see a lot of people um like go along with those those measures and because they are afraid to lose freedom and like in some sense i understand but on the other hand i feel like it's a false sense of safety of security that they are been being lured into and i feel blessed that i have been able to to see the fact that taking responsibility actually equals freedom um and and once you and once you take responsibility for your own life, man, a lot of opportunities open up. Yeah, this 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 past these past few months have, have been have been incredible in in terms of Twitter growth, but just in in, in general life growth in general in general it's 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 been incredible because I've just I've just come to so many great realizations. Um, over the last few months it's it's been incredible and just just taking responsibility for my life and for what i want um and it's it's always the the trade-off between freedom and security so for example uh beginning of january i quit my full-time job without 
having a new job to replace it. And um, what well, was actually, I was I was lucky because I had my my girlfriend who could cover for me, so it gave me the freedom to to pursue different avenues. But um, it was a decision that I had to make because I was so incredibly unhappy at my at my job that uh, I, w- I was just afraid to leave because it gave me security, it gave me a paycheck. Um, and like I said, it's, I just took responsibility and it, it was just a weight off my shoulders. But beforehand, I was afraid that it would be, um, it would be dangerous in a sense, that it could be imprisoning because I wouldn't have any money. But it actually turned out the complete opposite. It gave me freedom. It gave me freedom. It gave me mental freedom as well. Um, so yeah, I can't emphasize enough to take responsibility and to actually look at your life and yeah, just see what is it you value first of all, but also how do you see your your future your future? Because if you if you know what you value. You will also know what you want your future to look like. Um, and for me, my most important value is freedom. Freedom of, well, everything you can think about, of place, of time, of speech, of um, well, financial freedom. But I think that just uh, ties into into the others. Uh, but that's that's the most important thing for me. So I just want to live in a way that, I can be free and do whatever I feel like doing. And and it sounds pretty simple, but I I know for sure it's really hard to acquire that 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 situation for yourself, <clears throat> but it's it's definitely a a a dream worth pursuing. Yeah, a, a worthwhile venture for sure. I I directly understand how the the values that one has <clears throat> correlates to freedom and how challenging the venture of crossing that line of safety and security and on the other side is when we are trapped within the presi- the prison of our minds it's like doing anything but that 9 to 5 is just unimaginable and we are so secure and not happy but we're just secure and it's it is a false illusion that tries to keep us in that state but it when we learn to be dependent on ourselves for how we carry ourselves income all of these aspects that are sort of supported by the nine to five when you step out of that box you realize that in your example i am sure so you've seen so much growth in your twitter which is fabulous but i know the other part of that is the fulfillment that you're getting from completely knowing that you're helping and changing people's mindsets, helping them realize their values, which directly changes their future. And that is beautiful in itself because now you're not just a simple pawn for a corporation, which 
I'm not against working for someone, but I am against working for someone and not enjoying what you're doing every day. So if you do have a nine to five and you're fulfilled, you enjoy it, you know you're helping other people, hey, all the power to you, that is wonderful. But when we get stuck in the autopilot of working a job that does not help our mood or bring us any type of inner fulfillment, that's when we really have to take a step back. And like you said, once you realize those key values, which for you and me is freedom, that has to be the biggest one. Because if we can't speak what's on our minds, if we're not allowed to share our opinions and try really to build up other people, that is just, it, it's not a good mental place to be. It, something that happened to my father in his lifetime, it's, it's crazy. I won't go too in depth, but I'll put it simply. He got trapped in the prison of his own mind. And that is one of the indirect things that has motivated me to speak so much and inquire inwards as much as I have, because I, I can learn from others' examples, and I saw what happened to him in such a negative way. It made me question, why? How did that happen? And it was simply the lack of inner awareness and a lack of purpose or fulfillment. Man, mm. I, 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 I can only imagine, well, what your father went through, but what you went through as well. Um, and I can completely understand why something like that um, leads to you really wanting to speak up and to really value the ability and the freedom to speak up whenever you want and about whatever you want. Um, and I, I totally agree that freedom, it happens to be my core value, but <laughs> to be completely honest, I feel like it should be everyone's core value and the reason for that is because i think the only birthright we are given when we come to this earth is freedom and it should be it should be something um we actually see as as some some sort of sacred if that makes sense um we should value freedom the highest of of anything we are given because yeah I, I think freedom is is everything you can do in this life so let's say you want to start a business or you want to help people or yeah you want to become your best self i don't know whatever it, whatever it may be um everything stands or falls with you having freedom or not so if someone listening to this or, or, or someone around the world actually is willing is actually willing to give up like consciously willing to give up his or her freedom in exchange for whatever it may be and so in, in most cases it will be it will be um safety or or security um if that is you, I think you really have to think again about what freedom actually means. Because because freedom 
is the greatest gift we're given and it, it is something that will help you throughout your life there's there's a false sense of safety that is the trade-off for freedom because Absolutely. freedom yes. in itself is safety if we are free to make our own decisions and use our minds in the way that one desires we that is safety and security wow. it it doesn't have to be just in a physical sense what what i'm getting at is the false impression of threats is is f created for a reason and i'm not of the opinion that there is no threats of course there is danger in our world but it is so over exaggerated in a way that we are giving up our freedom when it is our most important aspect and once you give up your freedom you don't get it back so i really stand for the value of being an individual and letting letting the hum, human hmm, the population in general do what they would desire to do because we're all unique and we're all different yet we were created by the same source and that source it it wants us to figure out what we were created to do we all have a specific purpose and it's our mission to look inside ask the right questions so that we can get on the di direct route to accomplish what we were created to do yeah so like you said the um the complete um exaggerated perception of of threats is something that is I think it's a real real challenge for our for our free world um, because I'm of the opinion that what doesn't kill you makes you stronger yeah and I think I think when you are thinking of a threat you should always or at least try to make rational decisions and I think where we often go wrong as as a as a species but also as individuals um, is when we make decisions based on emotions and when you are making decision based on emotions you are well you might make the right decision but more often than not you will make the wrong decision because your emotions will get the better of you and you aren't able to think straight and if you would take a, a step back and look at the situation rationally and look at the facts you would probably make a whole different decision but it could be too late because you already made that decision in a in a rush in a um what's the word uh, in a, a panic yeah in, in, exactly in a panic um and i think well that 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 ties perfectly back into understanding your values if you have defined them and if you live them it's not hard to make rational decisions because you know 
what you want and what you stand for. And if you if you know that, then then whatever comes your way, you will be able to look at it rationally and and don't panic and don't overreact um, and think like, you know, this situation is very hard. But um, is it a lion that come is coming towards me? Is it is it something that's going to eat me? If not, then cool. Then I can think about it. Um, and of course, there are situations in which you need to act immediately. I completely understand. And there are some situations, for sure, in my life as well, in which I respond emotionally. I think that's human. But I think we should strive to make every decision rational, not emotional. Yeah, I love that you wrapped it up with the fact that you still do make emotional decisions. It's not that we will be able to avoid them all the time, but as no. right. And as long as we're clear on our values and understand that, it allows us to when we feel the emotions running up, we almost immediately can catch ourselves. And that is the, the purpose of awareness. We're going because that's just how humans are. We're going to be emotional. If someone says to me something that directly offends me or attacks me as a person, I immediately feel my emotions rising. But the awareness, the mental work that has been done allows me to almost immediately, 10-15 seconds into that mental panic, I'm calming myself and realizing, okay, what do I value? Not other people's opinions, unless they're very important to me. Like someone like you, Max, I would value your opinion, but that is not the average Joe. You're someone who I can agree with on multiple aspects of life. And the, the average person, I don't want to say they're asleep, but oh man, there are a lot of people on autopilot, Max. And it's, it's important for us to realize that those people on autopilot, their opinions, they cannot affect us because they haven't done the mental work and they haven't really pushed themselves to inquire inwards and do the the hard tasks that make them their best self. Yeah, Ooh. I think you put that. Sorry. One, one other point I wrote down was yeah, the, sure. the lion in the amygdala. Um, our brain is wired to still create fear like there when we hear back in the day if we were hunters and gatherers and you see the brush moving or the grass moving it could be a fight or flight situation the amygdala in our brain is still wired it's still there to create fear but now we live in a society where there isn't lions running at us and it's important to understand how fear is going to be created within our minds but as long as we're aware of those negative or pessimistic thoughts and we can correct them, that's going to be a helpful action for anyone. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, sure, no problem. Uh, but I think that's that's a great point because 
there's a big difference between instinct and intuition uh, um, and on the other hand uh, your thoughts because every human being has an instinct that will like for example if we smell fire um, let's say at night you're you're sitting on a couch and you're just I don't know you're watching some show or you're reading a book I don't know and certainly suddenly you you smell you smell a fire there's not a moment in my life that I will not go like hey what's that like, <laughs> I'll, I'll, there, 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 there is an, there's an instant when I think of fire and I think of it as danger. So I want to make sure it's not in my house or near my house, and that's something we all have inside of us. But it's, it has been suppressed, and and um, because of the overwhelming sensation sensations uh, of of this world, um, we are made to think so much about each each situation um and and well we have this we, we even have a term for it which is like an overthinker mm-hmm. um and yeah i'm 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 happy to 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 um to say that i'm not an overthinker myself i'm i'm very blessed with that but i know a lot of people who are and um i think it's like I said, it's it's it's. I think it's a natural consequence of of this this modern world that we have so many stimuli in this world, like phones, uh, social media, um, well, people wanting your attention, uh, uh, abundance, opinions, an abundance of food. There's so many choices. What what do also, I eat? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course, and. It just, yeah, that that's that's the perfect word for it. That that abundance makes people literally go crazy because they don't know what to choose anymore. And even if you have your values defined, like myself, um, I still struggle with that a lot because there's are so many choices sometimes that you don't know which is the best and even if you feel inside inside you like this 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 should probably be the choice i'm i'm going for because it feels the best it aligns with my values there are still good second and third options because you can you can think rationally and you can um yeah you can you can um tell yourself why they are good options and that makes it that makes it just very difficult like that 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 is something people should realize that it is still difficult to make decisions even if you have your values defined but it doesn't mean that you should let go of your values because there are so many options i think you can make your life a whole lot easier if you know what you want it is very, very challenging with so many choices, even if we do understand our desires or journal about what we want. There is always, like you said, that second option that is okay. And I love the idea of going all in with whatever it is that your gut is telling you or it's it's very hard 
I've struggled with making decisions as well because the abundance of options. And if I wanted, I could easily live a life on autopilot that grants me um, plenty of money, plenty of uh, an abundance of resources. I could go out to eat whenever, do all these fun things. But what really gets me is where are we going to get or derive our fulfillment from the idea of having a purpose and realizing that each human is here for a specific reason that's really helped me because serving others i've really noticed that it not only makes me feel so good to help others but to see that i have improved another's life i can't even put into words how those emotions or feelings help me. It's it's such a fantastic thing. And uh, one question I have is, what actions can I take to understand my values? Oh, that's a, that's that's a great question. Actually, I, I wanted to to uh, get back on something you said, um, which actually ties into into this question quite well. I think. Um, and it was that we all have a, a gut feeling. And that is something I have really learned the past few years. And I'm still learning about that and, and still, yeah, mastering, tuning into my gut feeling. Because how do you know if something is your your value? I think it's because... You will you will feel it, um, yeah. You you will feel it, but it's the challenge is where it's it's challenging to actually tune into that feeling. I think I think that's that's where the challenge lies because we all have a gut feeling that that's for sure, but we just don't all know how to how to really utilize it and how to. Um, tune into that gut feeling. So if I were to give one advice, it was to experience what well, is actually two pieces of, of advice. <laughs> uh, it is to experience different things and whilst you are experiencing them, so whilst you are exposing yourself to challenge, to new conversations, new opinions, um, which, which, could, which could give you challenge because something could trigger you, for example. Um, if you expose yourself to these impressions, you will feel what is right and what is wrong for you. But you just have to train yourself to feel these things. And if you feel these, then you will be able to define your values, no doubt. That's, that's powerful. It is never like a clear line in the sand of what no. is the difference between our gut and our ego. But it it's kind of a intuition that is carved out with personal experience and over time. I love the saying, nothing great happens overnight. It's this continuous venture of 
getting in tune with our inner self because it's evident that each human we do have the ego, but then we have the deeper sense of ourself. And the autopilot is almost like we're living in a, a state of just 100% ego. And it's not really easy to differentiate between the two. It, it really takes time and silence, whether you're going to journal, meditate, go for a walk in nature, or read, any of these activities, or like right now, having a conversation where I'm truly just in a flow state, I'm not thinking of anything but the conversation, and that allows me to get more in tune with myself rather than the ego which wants girls and cars and all the things that have been imprinted into our vision of success or what the average human is supposed to do in their life yeah so i i think you said that perfectly um because like for me um the um, the way for me to really rediscover my gut feeling was like you said having conversations and having conversations with people that were like-minded but also conversations with people um, who didn't think like I did and those gave me certain internal challenges and those triggered those triggered a, a a feeling inside of me, and I just learned how to how to feel. Actually, that's that's that, that's really it. Actually, and it may sound, and it did to me at first as well, a bit, um, yeah, a bit a bit magical in a sense. Wishy washy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Wishy washy. I think that's I think that's an excellent th term. For it. But but but. I think it really is not because it's feeling like through your gut what you think of something. Um, it's it's just how we are ancestrally wired. Uh, it's 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 not wishy washy. It's just it's just science <laughs> in a sense. So um, I think like I don't I don't have the uh, scientific sources to to back that up right now, but. The, the the guts is connected to the brain. So if you don't take care of your guts, you will indirectly don't take care of, of you will you will indirectly not take care of your brain as well. So I think that's something people often forget if you um let's say drink a lot or if you eat a lot of uh, mcdonald's for example oh perfect will, perfect this, example this, this will ruin your gut but this will ultimately also ruin your your connections to your brain so you won't be able to feel as well um yeah how you think about situations and and like i said you will feel how you think, and that's. I think that's. Um, it's, it's, I think it's the same with like smell and taste. They are connected as well, and I think that's the same with feeling and thinking. You will, you will get a, a. Um, your your body 
will respond to a situation, to a conversation, or a a physical challenge um, in, in with with stress, for example, because. When I was having conversations with people who didn't think like I did, I would I would tense up. Um, I would I would my my breath would um, um, would stop. I would stop. I was literally stop breathing for for a few seconds, and then I would like think to myself like, "Oh damn, I I stopped breathing, so I need to breathe." And then I I would let go, and it would just happen over and over again until I realized what was happening and it was just my body tensing up every time and it it's well in my experience that is through your gut feeling because my I, I just felt some sort of danger in a sense and what well, it wasn't real danger but it was a threat to my um my opinion and 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 that would make me make me tense up so i think that's something to keep in mind that that your your gut feeling um, is really connected to your brain, and to take care of your brain, you should take take care of your of your gut. I I really liked a lot of what you said there. Um, the point about when you were speaking to someone who, whether their opinions don't go with yours, there's there's a fine line for me where. If I'm speaking with someone who disagrees with me, but we can have a respectful, kind conversation, I could be, I could stay in a flow state. But if I'm in a conversation with someone who is more of battling with me and being rude and inconsiderate and truly close-minded, it it's hard for me to stay in that environment. I almost really want to get out of there as soon as possible because the the energy that they're putting out is it's like indirectly attacking how i feel and it it, it puts me in not a good mood but i wanted to speak on what we eat and how that affects our brain when someone for example, goes to Wendy's, it's not only that you're destroying your gut, but you're attacking your ability to think and process at your maximum capacity. When you eat that food, it is compared to a foggy brain. Uh, your, your level of thinking is just greatly diminished. And that's something that I don't think people understand. And ever since I've been on this journey of self-inquiry and trying just self-education in general, I've noticed not only do I feel better, but my brain is working in such a way that it's like I upgraded my brain. And it's completely, it's surprising. I didn't foresee this occurring, but oh man, am I enjoying it. But... I mean, only imagine that there are people out there who will never experience that state in their lives because they just, like you said, they, they just go to Wendy's on the daily, um, which ultimately means that they are numbing themselves for life um, and they never get to experience their their full 
full mental capacity. Um, and yeah, like you said, I think I think um, I experienced that um, as well. Whenever I eat something that is high in refined sugars, um, it's just it's just it feels like some sort of overload for my for my brain. I get when I when I eat that that stuff, I think I get I get triggered way easier. Uh, I'm way more um, emotional. I can't I can't control my emotions uh, as easily, um, and I'm not also not able to to really feel. And that's yeah, I think that's um, that's something to really think about whenever you making a a decision for for food. You just reminded me of how everything in our bodies is connected, how the the taste and smell correlate, the thinking and what we consume correlates. It's something that I wish I knew at a younger age because with that knowledge that almost everything is intertwined, it gives us an awareness that and if I'm about to, and like we talked about the first time, it's not that you can't have a donut or you can't have ice cream. It's just we have to be very conscious of overindulging. Um, my first guest I had on the podcast, Susie, she worked at Google, and it was a great conversation. Something she mentioned was how when she has one one piece of whatever it is that brings her joy, it's fabulous. But once you indulge in something and overdo it, it's crazy how the things that bring us joy can sabotage us when we overdo it. Yeah, absolutely, man. I think that's, uh, I think you mentioned that when we first spoke as well, like that's a challenge of diminishing returns, uh, which, which we sometimes forget or, or just refuse to understand uh, and I'm guilty of that myself sometimes as well um, like indulging it's just like I, th- I think I have a pretty um, obsessive mindset in a sense that when I like something I'm, I'm going all out so that goes for for everything but like working out uh, eating uh, but also writing. Um, it, go, it goes for Twitter as well. I mean, if I'm really... so I, I, I have weeks when I'm not really into it and I just post my tweets and I'm, and I'm out of there. But I'm also, I, do, I also have weeks when I'm really into it and I start researching topics and I'm writing endless amounts of content and just writing thread after thread. And I think that's... Yeah, I think that's that's um, something that is a blessing, but it can be a real, real challenge at times too. Um, and I think that's just the like we like we talked about in the beginning. That's just the internal process that I hope everyone goes through in, at some stage in their lives. If it, it can either be in your in your teens or in your, in your twenties, but it could also be in your fifties. I mean just go through it and if you if you will go through it then 
a better life is on the other side. You really took the words out of my mouth with that idea of what we do. It's wonderful to go all in, whether weightlifting or the food you eat or the style of work that you do. It's amazing to go all in, but we must understand that there there is a fine line and there's a balance between overdoing things and it's it's something that is going to be different for each person i i love the idea that we're, we're all created by the same source yet we have so many different unique situations environments personalities and characteristics within the individual's circle and that's why conversation for me is something that is just fabulous it allows me to learn and hear about others experiences which sometimes might correlate to mine but on the other hand they i can always learn and pick up things because each individual's experience is going to be a bit different absolutely um well like you said we are all connected through the same source and whatever you believe that source to be whether it be god or well i don't know what sort <laughs> what other sources yeah, there are right but exactly it, whatever sources but, it, <laughs> but it, it, it doesn't matter i think if you really start to feel you will feel that especially that well that that that's the way i feel is that we are a part of nature well we actually we are nature and i think that's why people experience nature to be so calming because it's just going back to your roots really so um that that is something i really need to do more of uh because uh, I, I do that way too little and i think it, it could really benefit my my life um and and i would i would really advise uh, others to do that as well i think I think nature can really teach you something about yourself, um, and and it it will create a calm space for you to think in. And especially if you live in a busy city, that's hard, man. It's it's hard to 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 think clearly because, um, especially if you're living in like I don't know a, a student home. Um, you never really have a a, a, a moment of silence uh, in your life, and I think that's that's detrimental to your mental health. Uh, it's it's definitely overlooked. That's a big piece of what I see as a a root problem in my generation specifically is the codependency and the lack of being an individual getting silent with yourself whether it's putting in headphones and meditating reading a book maybe before everyone wakes up or getting out in nature and going for a walk but there is an amazing realization that occurs when we do get quiet and it's hard for me to witness how often or how many people never get that moment of silence and i think it's it's a very hard challenge to work on because when people are not even 
aware of how much silence nature or just getting away from that codependent environment will benefit them. And don't mistake me, I definitely think we all need a support system and we benefit so much from <clears throat> personal collaboration and the sharing of ideas and knowledge, but there's a fine line because if you never get time by yourself, you become so codependent that you can't be enjoying yourself alone and that is detrimental to the mental health. Yeah, and I think I think that that ties back into um, the freedom aspect as well because <clears throat> people will because because they aren't um, in tune with um, who they are and what they think is important in their life, um, they will feel like being alone is like imprisonment because they are alone with their thoughts and they just don't like their thoughts. Um, so in that case, they need to be with others, with other people, um, so they don't have to think. Um, really, as, as I, I think, I think that's the, I think that's the essential part because freedom is also to not need anything or anyone. I think that's freedom as well, uh, and that's often that that's often something people forget. Um, if you are happy by yourself, no matter the circumstances, you are a free individual, no matter the circumstances. Um, so I think there are many great stories about that, but I think I can't remember the name of the book. I haven't actually read it myself, but I heard about it. Um, I think there is actually a book written by a guy who um, was actually in a uh, concentration camp um, and he actually writes about how he could see like positivity in every situation and that actually um, going out into the cold and working was actually better than um, yeah of course going into the gas chambers so I, I have the book. It's on my shelf. It's Man's Search for Meaning, right? Ah, yes, that's, that's the book I meant. Yeah, amazing, exactly. amazing. I haven't finished it yet, but oh my gosh, it is—it's a beautiful aspect of perception. How he perception exactly? Yeah. It, it, oh man, and I was so when you brought that up, I'm like. I can't even put it into words how I felt, but it's so funny how these these older books of the past are so powerful. And when when people take in that information, it it really can change and shift your mindset. Um, it, it's absolutely beautiful how in such a horrible scenario that he was able to perceive things in the way that he did. Um, what, what is one piece of guidance that you would have loved at a younger age? Oh, that's a good question. Um, well, I, I think, and that's just on the top of my head, um, I think that would be to 
pursue happiness instead of fitting in. So always prioritize your happiness, whatever that may be, in whatever way you find happiness, whether it be um, pursuing your purpose as a writer or a um, working a nine to five that you really love, whatever it may be, as long as, long as it brings you happiness, that, that's the only thing that matters. And you should always prioritize that, that, that thing over other people's opinion because those opinions don't matter in five minutes, let alone five years or, you know, maybe it takes five hours for you. I don't know, but people will always have an opinion. So therefore you should focus on what brings you joy and don't care about what others others think. And if I would have learned that at an early stage in my life, it would have meant I, I would have uh, probably defined my values earlier. I would have probably look for things that make me happy earlier and, and trying less to please others. Right, and that directly leads you to pursuing what your intuition or gut really is looking for and that that was just really well said um before we end off i oh my gosh this was such a good conversation one thing that i would love for you to give just what you define freedom as what is the the big outlook or how can you best define what freedom means to you as it being your core value? Excellent question, Justin, by the way. That's great. Thank you. Um, I would define freedom as having the means to say no. Um, and I think I think that's essentially what freedom is, and it's it's also it's it's so incredibly important in this day and age that you can say no to something that you don't want, uh, because I see a lot of yaysayers around, and I think that's. That's that's eating them up, um, and for me, like we talked earlier, talked about earlier, the um, the measures, for example, that were rolled out, I didn't agree with them, but I didn't have the means to say no because they were forced, and that's something that really spikes this sense of true freedom and what really spiked a search for what is it of, or what does freedom really mean. Um, so I think that's how I would define freedom. I, I think, I think I, could, I could do a whole podcast on just freedom. I think it's incredibly interesting. Um, and I think it's an incredibly um, 
it's it's a it's a difficult topic because it's it's pretty complex because what is freedom in, in essentially um but um i think freedom freedom isn't freedom if there are conditions tied into it so if you have um for example if you if you if you can go to um so so we were talking about these measures so if you can go to the pub if you do certain things then and 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 that's your souls um that this will give you your freedom back i wouldn't call that freedom i think that's just a false sense of freedom yeah manipulation and manipulation i think that's an excellent word and i think everyone should strive to not be manipulated and to build your mental resiliency and to define values define your boundaries as well um and i think having the means to say no to something that you don't agree with is true freedom and i think that's something we uh, all should strive for there is immense power in being able to say no i would never want to be surrounded by yes men it's important to have those those people who will be honest with you and when you don't want to do something the people who can say no but I, I loved your point on you could do a whole podcast on freedom, you know, maybe one day in the future I have you back on and we do exactly that. Um, sure, man. I would love that. It, it was Absolutely. just it was just such a pleasure speaking with you. I have enjoyed the conversation so, so much. Me too, man. Uh, thank you for having me on. Um, like I said, I think these are topics that need to be spoken about way more um and and there should be honest conversations about these topics and there shouldn't be a um a veil or a mask or any sort of exactly right exactly we should we should we should be able to be to to speak honestly and to speak um our hearts and uh, to to eventually tune into your gut feeling and feel what you stand for and and to yeah live by that eventually right it's it's you cannot underestimate the importance of knowing our values and yeah i man i am grateful really this conversation i'm sure will be able to help people and those who listened will learn from it it's it was just full of so many good ideas and concepts. Um, wow. I, I appreciate your time so much, Max. Not a problem. Um, I hope it will inspire the people who listen to this as well. Um, at least that is the intention of, of talking about these topics. And I hope um, my words inspired some. Right, and it's it's helping us at the same time reinforce our values. And, well, you know, you can't really beat that when you're helping yourself and others at the same time. That's a win-win. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you, Max. Enjoy yourself. Yeah, you too, man. I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon, man. Bye. Bye.